I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle podcast. My name is John Schmelk. The Giants huddle podcast is presented by PSE&G, energy efficiency for game time and any time. Joining me is the one and only Jeff Fiegels. He gets his own one-on-one rapid reaction podcast in his last contribution to the New York Football Giants uh, production and all the stuff that we do here. Jeff, I wish I was talking to you after a win. We're past midnight here, so I guess it's technically now Tuesday morning football. Um, the Giants fall to the Dallas Cowboys 23-16. to We'll dig into some details here, but first, your overall take on what you watched tonight here at MetLife Stadium. Well, I think that, you know, coming into the game, I thought all of us thought it would be pretty close because – you know, the division games are usually that way. But, um, you know, the game turned out to be just one of those things where I think offensively the Giants struggled immensely against the pass rush of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, the Cowboys controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. And when you look at that, um, that was some big plays uh, for Dallas and not enough big plays for the Giants. I mean, listen, special teams, they gave up a block kick, a 28-yard punt return to set up a field goal. So lots of things that happened. And, you know, this was just kind of one of those deals too, John, where the Giants in the first half continue to not be able to run the football. And then they have to make adjustments. They come back in the second half, do a little bit better. But, uh, you know, one thing I do like about the staff, I said this before, is that I feel like they are the type of staff that can make adjustments at halftime. And they do do some things in the second half that can help you get in positions to win. They had to give a drive in the last uh, you know, minute and a half or so of the game, and they just unfortunately turned the ball over. But I thought that Daniel Jones... Honestly, I think he played a really good game considering what was happening on the field. I think he made some really, as he call them, big boy throws. And I think that he did a good job considering what he was up against. Yeah, and I guess that's a great place to start. Daniel Jones did finish the game 20-37, just 196 yards, no touchdowns and interception. If you didn't watch the game, fans would be like, oh, boy, that's, that, that, that's a rough game. But if you watched what he was dealing with in this game, that, and look, we've seen some poor pass protection over the years here, Jeff. But that that first half in terms of pass pro for Jones, I mean, he could not get his foot in the ground even on three-step drops and step into it and make a throw. 
But he protected the football. He didn't turn it over until that fourth quarter when David Sills fell down on a little skinny post. It wasn't even his fault. So, uh, to me, I thought Jones made the most out of a a very poor situation here. Cowboys had double-digit quarterback hits, five sacks. It It was a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, my hat goes off to Daniel. I mean, he ran the ball for – he had nine rushes for 79 yards. I mean, think, and I think a little bit of that was part of the game plan, but most of it was just Daniel Jones making plays with his feet when things broke down. Yeah, and I think a lot of that was a, was a second-half adjustment, or at least an adjustment as they went. You know, the Cowboys, you run a lot of those twists and stunts. You're going to open up some gaps, so he tried to take advantage of that as best he could. I saw a couple plays where he dropped back, looked down the field, nothing was there quickly and then sees that middle of the field. So I think that they, at the second half, you're right, John, I think that they told him, hey, listen, if you don't see anything quickly, then you just take off. It's almost a one-read-and-go situation, right? Read-and-go and go get a first down or go get a seven yards, and then we'll play again, try to get the first down from there. And you mentioned in nine rushes, 79 yards, a lot of those coming in half number two. And I thought he did his best. And, look, we talked about it. Evan Neal had actually started the season pretty strong, right? I thought he had played pretty good football the first two weeks. He gave up a sack to Brian Burns last week. And there were some moments where you're like, you know, all right, he could have done a little bit better here, a little bit better there. But for the most part, he was okay. And then Demarcus Lawrence showed up. And I, and I think we saw him get put out on an island a lot with Demarcus Lawrence because they were paying so much attention to, to Michael Parsons. And then you're one-on-one, and Demarcus Lawrence, who is a seasoned, good NFL pass rusher, uh, showed the rookie the ropes a little bit. Well, he's a pro bowler, you know, and Burns is too. So these guys, you know, I don't care what you say about Alabama, Alabama, and SEC, SEC. You're uh, playing big boy football now, so these guys get paid a lot of money. And, um, listen, he's going to be a good one. You look at uh, Thomas when he first came in the league. He, you know, he struggles a little bit, so he'll be okay. I know the Giants try to get him some help, uh, but when you're going up against those two, Parsons particularly, uh, he has a very, very strong first step. I saw him just manhandle a couple of double teams, and, you know, he is, he's, a, he's a guy that's going to be very difficult to block for the rest of his career. Yeah, and it wasn't just the one-on-one stuff. And Mike, Michael Parsons didn't have a sack. Now, he did impact the game. He got some pressures. He had that play where he just ran over Ben Bredesen, who outweighs him by, like, 50 pounds, which is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we talked about it this week. The Cowboys use so many of those twists and stunts, and the Giants has that trouble keeping track of those, especially inside. That, no matter what. I mean, I think the Giants, you go back before Dan Quinn, the, Gi- the Cowboys have done that, you know, religiously against the Giants. The- oh, yeah, if you go back to, like, Rod Marinelli, right? It's just constantly. And so um, – and then when you have uh, you know pressure like that coming from everywhere, there's breakdowns, and that's what that's what this game's all about. You attack certain people and game plan them, and then that frees up a bunch of other guys. You mentioned Mar- Micah Parsons, no no sacks, but look at Demarcus Lawrence, look at some other these guys. They and we talk about that on our pregame show that you know some teams have to pay so much attention to one other player, and that frees up some other guys to make some plays. All right, let's jump to Saquon Barkley. You mentioned that the Giants, again, had had some trouble rushing the ball in the first half. They kind of had that one drive in the second half. Barkley had the one long 36-yard run, a couple other good runs in that drive, and that was the Giants' lone touchdown drive, lo and behold, right? But they just weren't – they weren't getting a lot of negative runs, but it was only like two or three yards at a time, and that got them into some third and shorts, but it's just hard to sustain those drives when you're dealing with that sort of pass rush, and you just didn't have enough explosive plays in this game, Jeff. Um, I'm not sure if the explosive play charts in this particular box score is. You know, in this game, the Giants managed just um, two passes, two plays of 20 or more yards in this game. Not three. Check that. There were three. So uh, you really need more than that if you're going to be able to score more points. And you look at in general, and you can talk about the explosive plays too, Jeff. The Giants now have scored 21 points, 19 points, and what was it, 16 points? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's hard to win games when you're in that area. It's hard to win games when you're looking for explosive plays. you got to have some protection to give your quarterback a chance to throw the ball down. Of course. And so, you know, and you look at there's only one pass play. I don't know what the longest pass play was today. But, you know, I, I think historically you look at this league, there's always been big plays down the field. But I'm looking at just, you know, the league-wide, watching all the games yesterday, this league, John, has become a check-down league. I mean, it is just like throw the ball to check down, let these guys make some plays. Uh, it gets a little bit boring at times, but I will tell you that even though if the Giants were able to protect, which they weren't today, you still don't see a lot of those in this Giant offense right now. And I kind of round the bat at it, so I'll round about back to the original point I was trying to make until I sidetracked myself. Uh, the running game. Uh, I think if the pass protection is going to be this poor, I think it has to be probably a little bit more consistent than it was today. Absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, you try to bring some of that second half success into the first half because especially the first drives in the first quarter, you want to get maybe some points on the ground and or, or excuse me, some momentum on the ground. They just haven't been able to do that. Um, and, you know, listen, this team has got to be built around Saquon Barkley running the football. It sets up everything, as you know, John, the red zone and being able to play action, all that kind of stuff. When a team takes you away from that, it changes your whole game plan. And all of a sudden now you start backtracking. And again, that's when you go into to the halftime and start making adjustments because they've taken away some of your game plan. All right, let's go to the wide receivers on offense. We haven't talked about them yet. And, you know, we talked about how the offensive line didn't give Daniel Jones a lot of help. Well, he didn't get a lot of help from his wide receivers either. Um, and we'll talk about the Sterling Shepard injury in a second. Uh, but Sterling Shepard had that one drop when the ball stripped away. I thought it could have been a fumble, but they called it an incomplete pass. Uh, Kenny Galladay had the drop that was thrown in his direction. Richie James, I thought, was really the only consistent one of the group he had four catches for 36 yards again but, yeah. I mean Ricky James has been your consistent receiver and I think it was trying to I mean I think they wanted to get the ball to him but you know listen I, and I didn't mean to cut you out there but I, no. I tell you what the Giants receivers it, this is this is tough I mean you can see how I know Kadarius Tony hasn't played a lot but Wondell Robinson when he's in the game when Kadarius Tony is in the game it changes a lot of things for this team. And I think that right now with Sterling Shepard, at least, you know, we don't know what's wrong, what happened to him, but I would imagine he's probably not going to play next week. But this is just all of a sudden now you go to, you know, you got these young guys in there, and I think that, that you got a little bit of trouble here with the right receiver position. Yeah, and, you know, let's talk about the Sterling Shepard injury. And last offensive play of the game, and he's just literally cruising. And he's not even running hard. He's, like, slowing down, and he's not, like, you know, really slamming the brakes. It's like you're slowly rolling into a stop at a stop sign, and, like, he just felt the jump like somebody took a – took a you know hammer to his knee and he just kind of fell down and you know people want to complain about the turf that's that's not a turf injury that's just something popping and it's 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 awful for a guy that worked so hard to come back from that Achilles tendon and now again we don't know how serious it is obviously it didn't look good he got carted off and now he's he's going to have to work on this too and a guy who was on the last year of his deal well, it's unfortunate because, you know, he's he's the one last guy on the team that's been around here for a long time. And I think that, you know, the fans love Sterling Shepard. The players, you saw how they all went over there from both sides of the ball yeah. to, you know, to, to tell him, you know, hope he's okay. But And Cowboy players too, by the way. Saying. Yeah, they were just all the guys were coming over there. So very well respected. Um, but, you know, hey, listen, now it's time to rally around that. You know, these young guys are going to have to get in there. And Kadarius Toney, Wondell Robinson, these guys are going to have to get healthy quickly because they're going to need the they're gonna need the, the bodies, really. Yeah, and Kenny Galladay is going to have to step up. I mean, look, Sterling Shepard was one guy from game to game, along with Richie James, really, that's played a lot of snaps. So more snaps going to open up now. Kadarius Toney's got to get his hamstring healthy. Kenny Galladay's got to 
play better. He had three targets, no catches in the drop. And he said it downstairs. He knows he has to do better when he yeah. spoke to the media in the locker room after the game. And, look, Daniel Jones is getting a lot of help. He, he's going to be charged with an interception in this game. His receiver fell down. He could have had two or three other plays if, 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 if you know, the, the ball wasn't dropped on a good throw. Right. So these receivers are going to have to help out their quarterback a little bit. And we talked about explosive plays, right? Well, that's yeah. the position where they're going to have to come from, Jeff. Exactly. And I think that, you know, one other player that we haven't talked a lot about this year that maybe is going to start getting some more reps, and that's going to be, um, uh, hello, Darius Slayton. Okay, he's a guy that got into the game today a little bit, but, you know, he's been waiting his turn, and, um, you know, he's healthy. So I think that, you know, the more healthy receivers you have, the better off you're going to be. But to your point, these young guys are going to have to get healthy, get back on the field, and try to help this team. Jeff proving that Darius Slayton has been the forgotten man. And no, Jeff has not played with Darius Slayton, just FYI for the record. Uh, Giants fans, don't miss the first legacy game in MetLife Stadium on Sunday, October 2nd. That's your next game against the Bears, folks. The team will wear their throwback uniforms from the 80s and 90s as they host the Chicago Bears. The stadium will be branded in throwback designs, including the end zones, appearing as they did in Super Bowl 21. Exclusive collective collectible pennant as a giveaway for the first 30,000 fans. Entertainment and activations theme from that era, complimentary-themed NFTs, and more. Limited tickets are available. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Jeff, let's go to the defensive side of the ball then. And I think we all hope that with the return of Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau, the pass rush would have been a little bit better. Uh, but they really didn't put Cooper Rush under much duress for uh, a lot of this game. You know, I think that, you know, first of all, these guys are young. Uh, Aziz has a year in the league already. So, you know, again, it's hard for these guys to come from the practice field onto a game. There is such thing as game shape. These guys got to get into reps and constantly. You don't real, you can't replicate that in practice. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is these guys are young pros. They're going to learn just like anyone else. Uh, Thibodeau is a guy who's got a tremendous upside. He's just going to have to understand he's going against some really good football players. So, uh, and I will tell you this, that, you know, these guys have to not only learn how to rush the passer they got to learn how to play to run and today these guys got a little exposed because you know what Leonard Williams was missing just goes to show you how big of a presence he has in the middle of that lineup Jeff you're a pro that's exactly where I was going look at that together over the years John I know what you're thinking sometimes yes perfect segue and and Jeff we'll get to the secondary but look it starts with the running attack and you know Tony Pollard had a 46 yard run Ezekiel Elliott had a big 27 yard run I believe on a third and 12 or 14 or 15, something like that. Cowboys finished with 30 rushes for 176 yards. And we talked heading into this game that 
neither offensive coordinator was going to have to was going to want to put this game on the shoulders of their quarterback, and both teams would want to run the ball. And look, I know Dan, I, I know the Giants finished at one sixty seven, but. 80 of those was Daniel Jones on pass play. So in terms of, yeah, right, in terms of pure running the football in the run game, uh, Dallas, I think, certainly did what they wanted to do, and I think you're right. This is a game where you really feel the loss of Leonard Williams. Yeah, and, and you know, the one thing about Leonard Williams is he takes up so much space and he takes a lot of that running game, but, you know, he, as soon as those offensive linemen get up on that second level into those inexperienced, you got Tate Crowder, um, um, uh, Micah um, McFadden. McFadden, both those guys very young. I mean, Tay's been there for a couple of years, but the fact is, is that you know that running game, you get to that second level. Uh, and Pollard is a guy we know. I mean, they have a great one-two punch. Um, one thing I didn't, I didn't see that I thought would see would be more passing out of the backfield out of the Cowboys today. Really, anything going on there? But, but to your point, um, linebackers and safeties. You know, these guys got got they just got run on today, and I think that you know. Ezekiel Elliott's one of those guys where if you just give him a lot of momentum to keep going, he's just going to keep, you know how he has that feed thing? That's what they like to do. They want to feed him. Yeah, and it kept the Cowboys out of those third and longs and second and longs, and they were able to, uh, to kind of do what they wanted to do on offense. And that brings us to the Giants' secondary, Jeff, and we had some blown coverages in this game, a couple of those wheel routes to the outside, and we've seen now, we go back to the Tennessee game, we saw, again, that was a running back. These are not the running backs that did the wheel routes, but it's the same similar concepts in terms of those guys being open. And, and I thought, you know, just too many easy completions down the field for Cooper Rush. And frankly, it could have been worse if CeeDee Lamb doesn't drop that oh, man, deep crosser. So yeah. I, I, you, you got you to tighten it up back there a little bit. And also, I, I think that, you know, when you talk about communication in the backfield, there was, a, there was some miscommunications today. There was one play where, you know, uh, uh, it was Adoree Jackson. He he lost coverage, and then the tight end came by on the outside where Crowder just left him wide open. That was a big play. You know, the drop pass by CeeDee Lamb, another blown coverage. So, you know, those are mental mistakes, and those are things you have to clean up, especially against a team that really isn't that great at passing the football. You give them those opportunities, and they make the best of it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it before. Like, I thought Cooper Rush played really well. Uh, he was under control. He was a little inaccurate on a couple of short passes that maybe he could have completed. But for the most part, I thought he got rid of the ball quickly, and he did a pretty good job of finding the open man. I and mean, look, Wink Martindale said it this week. He thinks he's a starting caliber quarterback. And, you know, we talked in the pregame with Paul Dettina how Wink would try to confuse him with those blitzes. He did not seem thrown at all by what the Giants were tossing at him in this game. I think that, you know, he's one of those guys where he's a backup for a reason, right? But I feel, I feel like that he plays well enough that uh, you know, he's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He knows Kellen Moore's offense. He gets the ball away quickly. And when you don't have any pressure that the Giants couldn't get any pressure on a quarterback, even a, a second-team quarterback is going to be able to do some things that normally that your starting quarterback would be able to do too. So, uh, you know, he's very accurate, and um, he, he had a good game. Didn't turn the ball over. And I think that as a backup quarterback, asking you to go in and win some games, the first thing you want to do is say, hey, just let's not turn the ball over, and that's exactly what he did. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. Jeff, look, we've talked about the things the Giants didn't do well in this game, yet they're down seven, end of the game. They have the ball late, mm-hmm. and they have a shot. I mean, it's not like the Cowboys ran away with this game. The Giants were right in it, and I think we're seeing that this is a well-coached team because even when things aren't going well, the game's not getting away from them. And maybe in years past, we would have seen with all that pressure, it would have been fumbles and interceptions and turnovers, but this team has something about them with the ability to keep things close and stay in the game. It all starts with coaching. It really does. I mean, not, not only on game day, but during the week and the off season, those types of things. And, um, you know, this is a team with a lot of young players, um, a lot of new coaches, obviously. And I think that these coaches have bought into the system. But I think more importantly, and I've mentioned this a lot, I think it's the ability for these, these coaches to make adjustments on the run and at halftime. I mean, you look at how this team plays in the first half, and they always come out in the second half after they make these adjustments. And I think that that's, you know, a lot of times you don't want to have to make those adjustments. But, you know, they've had to do that the last three game the running game in particular they have not done well in the first half and then they come back and all of a sudden they, they change, change some things in a second but you know what as a player as an ex-player when you have coaches that you respect that you I'm not saying anything about the past uh, staffs that nobody respects them my point is that this staff here I think these guys respect how they work and how their ability to do things on the fly all right let's look ahead now Bears coming up next week Jeff and Justin Fields has had a rough first three games of this season and the Bears have just wanted to Quite frankly, run the football, run the football, run the football, and then run the football. And David Montgomery left the game with injury last week. My guess is that he's not going to go clear. Herbert, though, had a pretty darn good game, 150-plus yards rushing. So what's the difference? What are your thoughts on taking on the Bears next week and kind of what the Giants need to shore up in order to uh, try to not avoid losing too straight? Well, I feel like, you know, home game. Okay, so, you know, bring that momentum of having a home game. I will tell you this. If I'm one of the coaches, I'm t- I know we lost the game today, but I will tell you this. The guys are playing hard. They're in every game, like you'd mentioned. The Bears are a team that's going to try to run the football. They play good defense. They don't have a great defense. Again, I think that just don't turn the ball over. Uh, and just get that running game going because I believe if you can establish the running game, then Daniel Jones, with some protection, can start executing some of the play action. He didn't have the ability to do any play action pass today because he just had no ability to stay in the pocket. It was just, you know, everything was collapsing. And even when they did do play action, they were still getting pressure on. Exactly, and I think that, you know, Bobby Johnson, the, the offensive line coach for the for the Giants, I think he'll do a good job this week correcting correcting mistakes. And listen, this is a young team. We're not expected, the Giants are not expected to go to the Super Bowl. This is kind of an evaluation year. You and I both know, we've talked about this on and off the air before, that this is kind of a, a one of those things where it's a week-to-week game and they're going to have to just look and see what they have on their roster and try to improve it on a week-to-week basis and go on from there. All right, just final thoughts here, Jeff. You can do it on the game, on the season. I don't know the next time we're going to talk to you here. So just take me inside the mind of Jeff Fiegels as he thinks about the Giants through uh, three weeks of the NFL season. I I think that, you know, we had talked about this at the beginning of the season and the offseason about the coaching staff and what they want to – what they're trying to do here. I think they're slowly developing – 
Daniel Jones. I think that you see a different Daniel Jones. By the way, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for how accuracy, accurate he is. He's a very accurate quarterback. Um, I think that he's getting better with his decision-making. We're not seeing the turnovers. We're not seeing the multiple interceptions. I think that we're seeing a guy that's making good decisions, and he's, in, and he's able to run the ball. When you look at what they did up in Buffalo with Allen, he kind of has – he progressed the same way. He started to make some good decision-making, started to run the football. Uh, overall, I think that offense will get better once the offensive line gets a little bit of, you know, playing time together. They get the injuries. But I think offensively, the, the wide receiver position is probably the one that really concerns me the most. Defensively, I think it's going to be fun to watch this team every week. Wink's going to bring something different. I mean, I saw today there was not one defensive lineman in the lineup. It was all linebackers and DBs. Uh, that's a lot of fun to watch. They got caught on one of them. That was one of the big plays that Pollard had. Um, unfortunately and so I think but going forward this is going to be a week-to-week thing and we're going to talk about the Giants doing well and we're going to talk about the Giants not doing well. Jeff we're going to miss you we love you and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Listen, thank you so much John and you've been great to me and uh, you know the whole Giants have been awesome to me I love everybody and I just can't say enough about all the support you guys have always given me and kind of grew up on this show you know as far as uh, playing with your you know playing with you guys but uh, you know what I mean in the in the studio getting better and just uh, just a lot of fun I appreciate you guys and who should people call if they're looking for real estate in the New Jersey area hey we gotta call Jeff Fiegel's the Fiegel's home team man look us up we're on Google check it out Jeff Fiegel's we thank you for joining us on our rapid reaction the Giants again they fall to the Dallas Cowboys in this game in a close one another one score game for Big Blue as they lose their first game of the season but folks the Giants still two and one tied with the Dallas Cowboys for second place in the NFC East there are worse places to be no question. The Giants, again, they lose to Dallas 23-16 in a close one here on Monday Night Football. For Jeff Eagles, I'm John Chuck. Thanks for joining us on the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by PSENG. We'll see you next time. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.